Welcome to Speak for Your Speak. We got a huge show today. Starting off, the Broncos offense, they have been struggling. Russell Wilson, is he getting exposed? Oof. And speaking of quarterbacks, Josh Allen, has he finally passed Patrick Mahomes as the best in the NFL? And not all positives. We got to talk about the most disappointing players and teams this season. I'm Emmanuel Acho. That's NFL insider Dave Hellman, Joy Taylor, and Eagles all-time rushing leader Shady LaShawn McCoy. But starting things off with the Cowboys. I'm no Dak Prescott apologist, but somebody needs to apologize to Dak Prescott. You see Steve Young's comments below. You can read them for yourself. He said that Dak Prescott could learn from backup Cooper Rush. That's asinine because the Cowboys' offensive struggles aren't about Dak Prescott. They're about offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Take a look at it for yourself. The big eye in the sky, it does not lie. This is the third play of the Cowboys' week one opener against the Buccaneers. Why in the world, Kellen Moore, are you trying to block a 6'5", 260-pound outside backer with the wide receiver? Somebody got to make that make sense for me. And then what in the world is going on? Are we running a double reverse on the third play of the game after we've already picked up a first down? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, what are you thinking? Now, eight plays later, the same Kellen Moore wants to run some more trickery? The $160 million quarterback lined up at receiver? You got Tony Pollard in the backfield? That's as close as Dak Prescott got to touching the ball on the 11th play of the game. I look at it very simply. You're more likely to go bankrupt as a millionaire. Why? Because you got more money to spend. When the Cowboys look at Dak Prescott, they get a little more whimsical with their decisions because when it comes to football and his talent, he's a millionaire compared to Cooper Rush. This is not about Dak Prescott, Steve Young. This is about Kellen Moore and his treatment of his quarterback, Dak Prescott. So I take huge issue with the comments. Shady, it's good to see you in blue. Oh, man. I don't know if that's Cowboys blue. It's never, never Cowboys. Never Cowboys blue. <laughs> um, Shady, do you take issue with Steve Young's comments on Dak? <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to guess no, but I'd love to, I'd love to <laughs> hear why, Absolutely not. See, I love this. You know why? Not because it's Steve Young, who's an established quarterback, one of the greats, one of the best, Hall of Famer. Not because of that. Just because... When a player is a when there's a good player, nobody wants to talk about him, right? If a guy's out there throwing picks and not playing well, nobody really wants to talk about it. I'm happy because my eyes work, and so does Steve Young. His eye works too. Uh oh. My thing with, with, with Dak is, look, man, you need the fundamentals. I don't see it. I see picks. I see throw off your back foot. Those are things that I see. So, my friend, you can learn something from Steve Young. I think we all can. Thanks, Steve, for speaking up, brother. Appreciate you. <laughs> Now, why, why the black power fist do you think Steve Young? Why, I mean, it's his love. It's his love, bro. That's, black okay. fist, that's love. So. I, I was just wondering. Yeah. I was just wondering, Dave. Focus on Steve. So, <laughs> thank you, Steve Young, right? One Dak, of the best. Dak Prescott can stand to learn from Steve Young, a Hall of Famer. That's fine. That's not what Steve Young said, is it? He said Dak Prescott can stand to study Cooper Rush. You, you, you had some bad games in your career, right, Shady? Like, you played some Few. bad games. Few. Not a lot. Few. How would you have reacted if somebody told you to check out what the practice squad running back does in practice to get some tips on how to be better? It depends who it was, right? I see Cooper Rush. I see him look at the, the number one read. Oh, okay, the number two read. Okay, the check down. I don't see Dak do that. You don't see, you don't see Dak process. If anything, I, I don't. and look, and here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's why I have beef with this entire thing. It's patronizing. It's so patronizing to assume that Dak Prescott a guy who's thrown for 4,900 yards in this league, a guy who threw for 37 touchdowns last year, doesn't know how to progress from read one to read three. Can he do too much? Absolutely. If anything, if we want to give constructive criticism of Dak Prescott, sometimes I think he overprocesses. Sometimes I think he presses. He threw a really ugly pick against Tampa Bay. Third, really third and 10, he's pressing. We, we, we see that. We yeah, no, and that's fine. You criticize things that make sense to criticize. He presses, throws into bad coverage on a third and 10 because he can feel the game getting away from him. That is so much different than saying that he doesn't know how to play quarterback, which is what you're doing when you say that he's no. got some things he can learn from Cooper Rush. Like, there's just, there's a difference between these two things. I just, I know you even realize that. Joy, educate us all. I know, Steve, you, Steve. I know you do. Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to not come from an emotional place with this. because right. I, Do, I better, know that do better than me. Disrespect Steve, please. And I know that Shady is excited because any kind of cowboy slander is right up Shady's it is, alley. It is Steve. It is Steve. It's almost like Steve Young. For being frank. But to me, this is a bigger conversation about the disrespect that Dak continually gets. Lots of it. Because you wouldn't say this about certain quarterbacks in the NFL 
you would never no. say this about certain quarterbacks in the NFL. You mentioned Dak's uh, statistics last year. Obviously, he had 37 <laughs> passing touchdowns, uh, almost 4,500 yards, his best statistical season overall, one and three record in the playoffs. So how am I going to study someone who's two starts in the NFL? Ain't a whole lot to study. Oh, man, we're going to no. that tape pretty quickly because no. there's not a whole lot to look at. The reality is this is disrespect to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a certified starter for the um, for America's team. You know that he earned to say a multi-year, over a hundred million dollar deal. He has a playoff win. This always <laughs> happens when a team is struggling and the backup comes in. It's it's this hero mode thing that everybody gets into. A backup quarterback should be able to win a game. That is their job. They're not supposed to come in and win every game, but they should be able to come in and win a game. They should split, essentially. Cooper Rush, and I, I don't know Cooper Rush, so I'm not going to speak for him, but I'm going to assume he doesn't even feel comfortable with someone saying this about him. He's not done anything in this league. He's won two games, played in two NFL games. Let's relax. This is All this is is wild, blatant disrespect for Dak Prescott. I think it is an egregious statement after watching the tape, but I, I, I feel like some people are jumping on two different sides of the bandwagon just off hearing that Dak should study from Cooper Rush. In and of itself, I think you can learn from Cooper Rush just mm. based off that. Like, to, to answer your question, Dave, that you asked Shady, there were several times where a position coach might tell the starter, hey, look what this kid's doing. You see, even this practice squad kid's getting it right. Several times. Go back to college. Mm -hmm. There are several times where a coach will look at somebody and be like, the walk-on's doing it better than you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is actually true. You say that in a tone of disrespect to wake the guy up, <laughs> even the way you just said yes, it. But it also might be accurate. So sometimes things, they're not mutually exclusive. Something can be disrespectful and accurate, or it can be disrespectful and inaccurate. What I think is that I don't know that Dak had anything to learn from Cooper Rush. I just caution people in thinking it's impossible for Dak to learn from Cooper Rush because Cooper Rush is a backup. There are several times you can learn from an intern, you can learn from somebody on the street, you can learn from somebody beneath you. So I caution people there. But after I'm really looking at it, Shady, I'm saying, wait a second. I don't mind that Steve Young said, Dak, you need to learn from Cooper Rush. I just mind he didn't have no evidence to support it in my eyes. But my, my thing is, so I've, I've learned from different running backs that might have been on a practice squad, right? And I might steal some things from him. Okay, I watch how he ran through the hole. I might take that. Now, let's say this. I think Dak is more talented than Cooper Rush. Of course. We all agree on that. Of course. But I think Steve might have watched Dak the first game, which we all seen that was three points he put up, 134 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. He's seen the game. He's seen the way he played, See his reads. And he watched his last game with Cooper Rush. It's okay. I watched some things he did, the way he read, the, some of the passes he threw. He said, you maybe could learn from some of the fundamentals. There's nothing wrong with that. He's not saying that Dak is not better than Cooper Russ. You're just learning something from a player. It's nothing wrong with that. When you put it that way, I don't have as much of a problem with it. But <laughs> no, but I got him. No, got him. But that's my entire point. He said it a certain way. You love to point out how Dak, how bad Dak was in week one. Cooper Rush week two had more yards, more touchdowns, and a better passer rating than Aaron Rodgers. Are we going to do this for Aaron Rodgers? Are we going to say, and 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 that's the hey, thing. If you if you want to say, you're talking about the Cowboys. If you want to say, okay, <laughs> on, okay, yeah. Please, I mean, yeah, I said hey, something. Let's that, stand, let's stand in Texas. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You chose to frame it a certain way. If you want to say, you know, simple it down a little bit. Like, don't get, don't freak out too much so about you thinking on the issue, second you third level. You have an issue with. Steve Young comparing the great Dak Prescott, and I say great, financially he is great, and in Cowboys history he is You don't great. even have to say great. great. You can just say... We can't say, oh, he's not great. Okay, you have an issue oh, with Steve Young words. comparing Dak to Cooper. Ooh. I take issue when you are telling a guy who has done so much in the league, it doesn't really matter if you think he's great or not. He's done a ridiculous amount in the NFL compared to Cooper Rush to say... Go home and study what he does. It, it, just, it just rubs me the wrong way. That's not the right way to frame Joy, it. Joy, let me come at you for this one. Um, because you have, at least occupationally on this set, as it pertains to television, done more than all of us. Right. But I don't, think, I don't think you would be so cocky 
as to not potentially study somebody under you, or if Colin or myself or Skip or Shannon or anybody at the network would be like, hey, Joy, yo, you could learn from him. You could learn from her. You could, I don't think you would take such offense to that. And you are the OG who's would have accomplished more than so many other different people. Sure. And as I'm listening to both of you talk about it, that's I've been waiting for you to come to this topic because I'm going to throw it right back at you. And I already know what the answer is going to be. I very much believe in improving. I very much believe in learning and growing and using different things as inspiration and studying how different people do things. But if someone from another network went publicly and said, Joy could really learn from this uh, kid that has done two shows in their entire life because they really do the fundamentals well, I'm going to probably give them a call or I'm going to laugh about it because clearly they don't respect what I am and what I have done. Similarly, I'm going to throw it back at you. It's not your coach telling you, pay attention to this young guy. He really holds the ball well that, and you're getting sloppy. It's not your teammate. It's not one of us saying, hey, E, you really like to do these uh, monologues. Check out this, this young girl and wherever. She's like, she does this kind of unique thing. Like, maybe you could use some of that. Love what you do, but this is kind of cool. I think you'd be great at this, too. That's not how this was presented. This was presented that Dak Prescott could study... Cooper Rush, who, by the way, a backup is a, is a mm -hmm. massive improvement because he was on the practice squad. They didn't have a backup quarterback. Got cut to start the season. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, so that's, it's even lower than that. And this isn't to disrespect Cooper Rush because he got dragged in it. He woke up today. Now, how I get in it? But <laughs> he is in it, and that's why we're talking about this. You wouldn't absorb that the same way because that's really what's happening here. I, I like that point. I question? like that point. I'm going to answer one question. Go ahead. Okay, so do you respect... Steve Young's opinion. That's where I was I, I do. I'm not saying that Steve Young's opinion doesn't matter. I'm saying that it still, you can have an opinion and it still be disrespectful. But don't you think that carries, I'm glad you took there there because that's where I'm at. I think it carries even more weight. Yes. If Mike McCarthy were to say it, I'd almost be like, I mean, Mike, yeah, you won your Super Bowl, but it was because of Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. If Kellen Moore said, back. Well, Mike McCarthy Kellen, would never, but. If, if Kellen Moore said, I'd be like, Bro, Kellen, you're 33, and you couldn't even... I beat you out, Kellen Moore. I'm Dak Prescott. You back me up. When Steve Young says it, it's almost like, ugh, because, Joy, if, if an OG in television called me, I won't equate Steve Young to Oprah, but if an OG in television called me and said, like, hey, Acho, you could learn... Mm. I haven't watched but that with Sean. You can learn from Shady McCoy. It was a call. It was a call. call out. That's different. It's a call out. And I'm not saying that Steve Young doesn't know more about football than I will ever know. That's not what I'm saying. It's back to your original point. And what I'm trying to say, Cooper Rush doesn't have a resume to examine. He, of course he's being fundamental. He don't know how to do anything Actually, else. Before, Dak, before, Dak before Prescott record, could study Cooper Rush's tape and be done in about eight minutes. That's what I'm saying. Before, like, what are we, the record, we watching? Though, right? 35 plays? Like, what are we talking about here? When a here? star quarterback comes off the field, he doesn't go to the head coach first. He doesn't go to the office coordinator. Where, where'd he first. go? Do you know how he goes to? Where'd he go? The Do you guys know? He backup. goes to the backup quarterback That's first. Point. That's a good point. He's making yes, a point. He goes to the backup He's quarterback. making a good point. All the quarterbacks and do guess what He's Cooper Rush was point. doing on Sunday? He was going to the sideline and talking said, to Dak okay, Prescott. So what I'm saying is, hey, asking him for advice. Okay, because he's playing. So now that, that Dak was playing, he should have, hey, he comes to Cooper Cup. What you see out there? Rush, should, yep. I should have did what? I should have this. They talk. That's what they do. So Steve Downs is saying it. Listen, brother, we all see how you're playing right now. Go to Cooper. I think, Russ, see what's I, going let, me, on. let me try to synthesize this, Dave. I'll give you the final word, but let me try to synthesize this. Oh, man. Dak Prescott <laughs> could have played a much more fundamental game in week one. Cooper Rush played a more fundamental game in week two than Dak Prescott played right. in week one. You can go back and study the tape. Huh. I encourage y'all to do it at home. I got no go argument with that for whatever it's worth. So, Steve Young just said what maybe didn't need to be said but it is still beneficial advice True. because Dak Prescott could actually have learned from how Cooper Rush played the game in week two. He, he could have. Learn? Learn? Okay, okay. No, he's right. He said he's right. what he said. No, I'm a man of words and words matter. Dak Prescott could have been reminded, okay. not learned. He could have been reminded Look. of how to better play the game fundamentally. You're a bad man, brother. Dak Prescott played a bad game against Tampa Bay. He, one of his worst games as a starter, certainly one of his worst games since he got his extension. That's fine. And, and yeah, like, there are things he can do to improve. He can play cleaner. He, again, like, pressing for me. I feel like, yeah, I think that is Dak's biggest problem is reining in that voice in his head that's like, we got to get this back. We got to go. We got to go. Um, that's all fair. Just like don't just don't come at me like this. Like Cooper Rush is teaching Dak Prescott things he doesn't know. But could he remind? But he could remind him. 
Fine. All right. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll allow it, I guess. Okay. Coming up, speaking of quarterbacks and questionable play, questionable, what is going on in Denver? Mm. Russell Wilson, he got the bag, but the stats are not matching up. Should the Broncos have regrets on giving Russell Wilson that $160 million plus change, change. extension? That's next. Speak. Oh, it's going to get good. Cooking, 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 Russ. What's up, family? Let's check in on our second life, our social life. Can you believe this? Mike Evans officially suspended, not just from the NFL, but from a restaurant. Now, we know the NFL upheld Mike Evans' one-game suspension, but there is a restaurant in New Orleans. No, Dave, how you say it? <coughs> New Orleans is fine. Okay. That's so basic. Yeah, we prefer so it that way. We prefer it that way. Not New Orleans? You don't, don't need to say, say it like that. David's like, please don't mess this up. Please don't say New Orleans. Say it like please don't say Next little Wayne and I will ask how we're supposed to pronounce New Orleans. Oh, okay, Flex. New Orleans. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool, okay, cool, 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 cool. Anyway. <laughs> Look, can I just say, like, Blue Oak Barbecue, do you know how You've been? I've been many times. Like, that's one of my favorite places oh, in so the world. Oh, so this is an indictment. Uh, I mean, it's one of the best fried chicken sandwiches what, I've ever had. What is so. worse, a one-game suspension or being suspended in perpetuity from Blue Oak Barbecue? I mean, I don't know how much Mike Evans is planning on going there when he's done playing, so maybe it doesn't matter to him, but I would take the suspension. That place is fire. <laughs> I, ain't never, that, I ain't never going that there. That place ever. is fire. Ever. So and me too. Shout out, Blue Oak. <laughs> All right, we got to move on to Denver. How about the Broncos? It's not looking good for them, nor is it looking good. For Russell Wilson. Remember, they gave Russ a five-year extension, $243 million. But Russ ain't been cooking, y'all. Only two touchdown passes in two games. He says he and head coach Nathaniel Hackett are going to keep getting better. I believe you, Russ. Yeah. I believe y'all will keep getting better. But here's my problem. Um, I think the Broncos made a mistake giving Russell Wilson an extension. I think they should mm. regret giving Russell Wilson an extension. It's not because Russell Wilson's not a good player. But they weren't ready for a talented player like Russell Wilson. I, I look at it like this, y'all. You don't give a 17-year-old as their first car a Lamborghini, a Bentley, or a Rolls-Royce because they are not yet equipped mentally to handle something that valuable. If you are trying to get into a relationship for the rest of your life, from what I have heard, marriage, et cetera, you wait until you are ready because you do not want to squander the value of the other person's mind, emotions, heart, among other things. So the Broncos were not ready for a talent like Russell Wilson, a first ballot Hall of Fame talent, yet they committed $245 million to Russell Wilson, though they weren't ready for Russell Wilson. For that reason, I think they should regret giving him that kind of money because now they've committed to something that they don't even know how to handle. But, Joy, we've talked about this off camera. Let's bring that conversation on camera. Should the Broncos have any regrets giving Russ an extension? No. We're two games into the season. And as I said many times, I expected them to struggle this first season, not just because Russell Wilson is adjusting to a new team, but they are all adjusting to a first-time head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. And so far through these first two games, we can all at least agree that we have some questions about if Nathaniel Hackett yeah. was ready to drive the Lamborghini in this particular analogy. You can't just pass up on something that you may never get another opportunity to get because you're not particularly prepared in that moment. They do have a contract over multiple years. If it was this year that they were trading and they had to win this particular year in some fantasy scenario where that would be the case, then yeah, I agree with you. you. You probably don't make this kind of trade and invest that kind of money in a one-year situation. But they aren't in a one-year situation. If they don't win a Super Bowl this year, it wasn't a mistake to bring in Russell Wilson. If they don't win a Super Bowl next year, it wasn't a mistake. If they win a Super Bowl, say, in the third year that Russell Wilson is with the Broncos, would all of this have been worth it? Of course. Yeah. They would do that again in a second and every time right. after that. This isn't <clears> a one-year situation. They clearly are not ready for Russell Wilson. And look, Russ has some expectations that he needs to live up to as well. This isn't all on the organization or all on Nathaniel Hackett. But this far into this experiment, if you will, I'm not panicking to the level that this was a mistake to give him this contract. Dave, let me come to you quickly. Um, Joyce said she expected the Broncos to struggle. You have as good as a pulse on the National Football League as anybody um, on television. Would you say that the Broncos thought they might struggle, or did they think in your mind that they were ready-made? And I give Joy a lot of credit because she has been saying this, like all summer she's been saying this, where I didn't necessarily see it. I take, and, and maybe, maybe not like the Bucks with Brady, I get that. What don't the Broncos have? Other, like really, and the thing I find myself questioning right now is how much of it is the head coach? Because 
I'm not trying to dog the guy, but like Nathaniel Hackett just does not look like he is ready for this thing. But in terms of personnel, like what what don't the Broncos have <clears throat> that that it's like, oh, they they're not ready for us. Like they got nice receivers. They drafted a, a young running back who plays well. Their offensive line might not be the best in the league, but it's no. better. It's better than the ones Russ was working with for most of the you know past few years in Seattle. And there's nice pieces on defense. You got Justin Simmons. You got Bradley Chubb. Uh, Patrick Sertan had a wonderful <clears throat> se- uh, rookie season. Might have been defensive rookie of the year if not for Micah Parsons. So. What don't they have? Uh, no, I mean, and did I expect them to win the Super Bowl? No, but I absolutely expected them to look better than they have so far. Shady, should the Broncos regret giving Russ an extension? No, they shouldn't regret that. I, I think um, it was the right move to do, right? To get Russ on your team. Like, who won't want Russ on their team? Mm-hmm. I think what Russ is, it takes time. Now, right now, he's not cooking. He, he's really not cooking at all. But it, it takes time. Like, like, it's a new team. When I was on the Bucs, we won a championship. We got Tom Brady. Like, we were still doing well, but we wasn't together yet. It wasn't a, a solid offense. And some of that was more like when when Bruce Arians, he has his own offense. He's been very successful. Uh, Brian Leftwich, same thing. But when they got with Brady, like, what plays do you want? What plays don't you like? What plays do you love? So that's the thing you need. Russ is probably telling them probably like, well, I don't know, five, game five, game six, game seven. They're comfortable. Okay, Russ likes these type of plays to the tight end or he likes goal routes. Like, you learn your players. You, you, you learn the talent around you. So it just takes time. Joy, I've heard the quote, um, and I don't know, let me know if you've heard it, uh, right person, wrong time, wrong person. Sure. So that's where I think the Broncos are with this. Like, Russ might be the right person, but I think it's the wrong time, thus I think it's the wrong person. Like, I, Joy was right, but I don't think the rest of the world may have had your same foresight. I think the Broncos believe they're ready to win now. When you look at the roster, in theory, they're ready to win now. It's that head coach. But where I stand is, historically, we have never seen an NFL team shell out a $100 million deal if they didn't think they could win that year. Go back to Joe Flacco. It was right after they won the Super Bowl. Clearly, they were still ready-made. Carson Wentz, it was after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs had won a Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes had won an MVP. Josh Allen, back-to-back AFC playoff appearances, first time in six years. Matthew Stafford, the Rams just won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, three consecutive 13-win seasons. The Chiefs, Kyler Murray, his first playoff appearance in six years. Jared Goff, Super Bowl appearance. We've never seen a team shell out $100 million if they didn't believe they were ready to win right now or if they weren't capable of winning right now. So, Joy, it's back to you when I ask, if we've really never seen that happen, isn't there some sort of error in thinking and saying, you know what, we're not ready to win now, but we're going to pay you win now money? Well, the only outlier in that list was Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. Because in all of those situations, everything else had rolled over as well. You guys know this. In football, there are so many moving parts within the organization. And to win a championship, everything has to be firing the same way, top to bottom. Everyone in the organization, from the equipment people to the coaches to the players to the backups to the the front office, everybody's got to be locked in. It's very hard to win, specifically in this league, when you have a lot of drama and stuff going on. So a new head coach, a new coaching staff is a big adjustment. When you pay those guys, you're rolling over the coaching staff. You're not firing the coach after a a Super Bowl win. You're not. Mm -hmm. Maybe some coordinators might move on to a better job, but you're not having a whole lot of turnover. So then why pay him? That's where I think the tension lies between you and I. Because in order to get him... You had this deal was down yeah. the line. Yeah. If Russ is, is is forcing his way out of Seattle and he has the choice in the right. say in where he's going to go, it's a understood. It's not in writing, but you are going to pay me if I come here because this is what I command. Right. Being Russell Wilson coming to your organization that has not had a quarterback since Peyton Manning, there's an exchange here. So this was going to happen no matter where he went. He was going to get paid. <clears throat> But the struggles, I think, are, are being the, overlooked with the amount of turnover in the organization. Also, not that this is a huge thing, but they do have a new ownership group as well. Like, there are a lot of things in the organization that weren't lockstep like all of those other guys that you mentioned that were just rolling over into the next year. And you brought up the Buccaneers, which obviously you guys struggled a little bit yeah. in the beginning of your start with Tom Brady there. And, you, I mean, everyone was... Still Tom Brady. Like, we feel like he's going to get it on track. Through his first two games, you guys were 1-1. One one. He had averaged 228 yards, 64.7 completion percentage, and one-and-a-half touchdowns, one-and-a-half interceptions. It wasn't a turnkey situation at the beginning of his start with the Buccaneers either. But this, was, this deal 
was always going to happen if Russell Wilson was going to leave Seattle. Then, Shady, let me ask you this. How much, what's really, what really matters in Denver? I was in Cleveland when we changed owners, when Jimmy <laughs> Haslam came there. Jimmy Haslam, he ain't really do anything on the field. Yeah. Uh, in Philadelphia, you obviously were the big money guy, so you talked to Jeffrey Lurie more than I did, owner of the Eagles. But we saw Jeffrey Lurie once a week on game day. What really in Denver is the problem? I don't think it's the owner, but it might be. You've been in Tampa when Tom Brady came in and y'all won the Super Bowl. Yeah. What's really going on in that locker room in your mind? I mean, like, so even with the Tom Brady situation, so we were there, like, some of the plays, he wasn't happy about it. Uh, I, don't, I don't like these plays. I, I don't, I don't, I, for 20 years, I was doing something different, you know? I'm more comfortable with this. And when you pay a guy, especially the quarterback, the quarterback is the main piece on any team. I don't care who it is. That's why people trade three first-rounders to get yep. the quarterback that they want. So with Russ, it's, it's maybe a thing where a new uh, year head coach, rookie head coach, is like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm more comfortable with. Everybody's trying to gel and fill each other out. And that happens. It takes time, even with the ownership. I'm sure the owner's like, look, <laughs> we just gave this guy hundreds of millions of dollars. Make sure he's comfortable. And that may take time. Even with the wide receivers, like, some guys, Jerry Judy might run different routes than Cortland, Sutland. Like, yep. it just happens like that. So it's all about just figuring each other out and be on the same page. Because in Tampa, that's what really happened. Now, Dave, you think the Broncos are good enough from a roster perspective to win now? Yeah. I, like, I mean, and again, they're in a loaded division. And I'm not saying that they have the best <clears> roster <throat> in the league. But if Russell Wilson is who we've always known him to be, who I think he still is... They're absolutely good enough to compete. They should be better than they've looked the first two weeks. I'm not panicking about that. It's a long season. Yeah. Joy, I mean, look, the Bucs won that Super Bowl. Y'all did wonderful. They were 7-5 and five at their bye. I mean, it is. And a, after the bye, when we turned it on. Absolutely. The, what happened? The, what happened the, during the bye? Oh, look what happened. The playbook changed a little bit. So, look, listen, Coach. <clears throat> I'm Tom. Listen, Coach. <laughs> Out of 20 plays, give me your, give me your six, and I'm going to give you my, my 15, right? That makes 21. That's 21. That's 21. I know, I know, I know. I, wasn't, I was just doing the math. I wasn't doing the math. I mean, like, anyway, anyway. You at least added that you could have made a Okay, I'm thick glasses. <laughs> Look, anyway, so all that together, though, that, that's what really gelled together because I know, okay, Mike Evans, I've seen him enough now. He likes these plays. Or Chris Gallman, he likes these plays. Antonio Brown, you got Gronk. And then we ran the ball that, that he wanted to do because now, if you know about Brady, he loves certain runs to set up his pass. Like, all that, all that stuff matters. He took a whole week to get that out of there. And then when we came back, the office was a little different. Yep. Like, oh, these are the plays? Okay, because that's what he really wants. It's the same thing with Russ. Look, they gave him a big contract. So, hey, we don't have to win a Super Bowl today. We would like it. But within that contract, we need a championship. And it may take time, but I, I think... You think they get it figured out this year? Not Super Bowl figured yeah, 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 out, but do you yeah, think I, they get it figured it's out? Russell, yes, yes, yes. Russ, come on. I, I, I trust him. So, I think eventually they get it together. Speaking of quarterbacks, I don't even know if I want to get to this next one. <laughs> But we have to. What's going on with it? Josh Allen. Oh. Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Two of the best in the game. I don't know if y'all watched the show yesterday, but we took this conversation from here to the dressing room, to the parking lot, to dinner, and it's back here again today. Is there a gap between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? I promise if you care about television, you want to come back and watch this. Next. Speak. Two young goats. Ooh, gotta be good. <laughs> well, let's get to a rivalry of our own. Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, they both roll, and they're both perfect 2-0 as a record. Remember what Patrick Mahomes has done, dismantling the Chargers and the Cardinals. But Josh Allen been balling, too, and he whooped up on the Titans on primetime Monday night. Now, Josh Allen is on top of the NFL MVP odds, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. And in second place is Patrick Mahomes. I got to figure out who's going to come on in second place of this conversation. Um, Shady, I'm going to go ahead and ask you first. Is there a gap between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? There's a, there's a gap. There's a gap. <clears throat> I think the, the gap is this. So, I think right now, right, like, I think Josh is playing better. Mm -hmm. I think he's the better quarterback right now. But I think what the gap comes in is just the, the, the resume. Um, you look at it that Patrick Mahomes is a, won the MVP, right, and he won a championship. So, that's the gap. But when you break the gaps down, uh, break right? when gaps, you break you the gaps. You know about gaps. You was a running back. Right, right. A you gap, know about, B gap. Yep, right. you know about gaps. So, and I'm 96.5% of the time right. Yep, right. 0.5. All right, so y'all know that. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is a beast. Beast. Right? Josh is a beast. Beast. Okay. When I break them down with the gaps, you got to look at everything. Like, Josh Allen doesn't have a Andy Reid. He doesn't. That matters, it right? Does. It does. Josh doesn't have a guy like Tyreek Hill. He doesn't. Travis Kelsey. Nope, never. Don't those things matter? Yeah, it truly do. does. Do. One of the best offensive coaches we'll ever see. Ever. I can't name nobody better than Andy Reid. I feel you. I can't either. I came to the Chiefs. This guy was was watching tape on freaking like 
guys in, in black and white TV with, the, with their leather helmets, mm -hmm. right? The championship game, we did that play, that's touchdown. So Patrick Mahomes, not to take nothing from him because he is a beast. beast. And he wins games and he gets it done. But when you break the gaps, then you got to look at everything. And I think Josh Allen, I think he does more with a less, right? But I think Patrick Mahomes has achieved more. So, so that, Josh Allen's a better player, but Patrick Mahomes has more accomplishments. Today, right now, yes. And that's as honest as I could be. You're an honest man. Because I love them both. You're an honest man. They always say that. They always say that. <laughs> um, 96.5. Is there a gap between Josh Allen and Patrick? <laughs> is this your nickname, Shady? Mm. Oh. Drop <laughs> <laughs> a bomb on it. <laughs> yes, there is a gap. And again, I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. I picked Josh Allen to win the MVP. She's trying to couch it. I'm very yeah, invested. She, this is what Shady just spent the last two minutes doing. I'm very invested in Josh Allen winning the MVP this year. But there is a gap. Yes, if, I, if you're asking me who is better, who is the better quarterback, you have the same record. You have started essentially the same amount of games. Mahomes has started 65. Josh Allen has started 62. So they are essentially at the same starting point. Obviously, Mahomes sat a year behind Alex Smith, but they both were starting quarterbacks the same year. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it doesn't get much closer when you're talking about evaluating peers. We have actual measurements for what success is. If it's all just what you see, then this is just a participation event that we, this is just, a, you know, a dog show, right? Like there's some measurements here, but like this is the prettiest dog. You know, <laughs> this is the pretty, this is the beauty pageant. This is the best piece of art. It's all very uh, circumstantial and subjective, but we have actual numbers to evaluate what is good and what is not. What are your numbers showing you? I have an MVP. I have a Super Bowl. I have a return trip to the Super Bowl. I have a Can trip I gas to the her AFC up, like you gas Shady up over there? Like, yeah, there was a smaller, you, always, you always do. If there was a smaller amount of accomplishments for Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> then I could, I could ride with you there with the whole organization and with the pieces around him. Like, it's, it's not nothing that he had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. That's not nothing. It's, it's not nothing that he has Andy Reid. It is something. But what you're doing is you're putting so much on that that you're putting Patrick Mahomes and is winning below Josh Allen, who doesn't have nothing. It's not like he's, he's in a poverty situation. He's in a pretty good situation. Do we all agree that Josh Allen yes. is in a good as, as situation? Yes, like players? Yes, Ooh. and coaching. I'm, asking, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm asking you a uh, who? Shady, you guys, you guys know so much about Josh. He has to ask you a question. question. Every time, like, what, the four of us spent a decent we amount of time together. I've gotten, I've gotten to know y'all pretty well over the last month and a half. So, so no, so no answer. Five years. I'm, I'm talking about this man over here oh, no, on the end of the day. No answer, I guess. I'm talking about Shady. Every single time the New York Giants come up, Shady's like, Brian Dable's a dog. He's so he's such a good coach. He helped Josh Allen so much. He's not any read. He's a hell of an offensive coordinator. He's got the Giants 2-0 and right now. Who else is I heard Emmanuel the other night while we were watching Monday Night Football talk about how Stephon Diggs is top five in the league. And he was like, he's like, there's no debate. There's no Shady. There's no debating that. That's what I chose. Let me do this. Here's the problem. I think that. Joy and Dave may be making. I'm not going to say it unequivocally. The problem I think they may be making. They won't even uh, tell me who's the no, next no, no. guy. You have to assess the good kid in the bad neighborhood. Okay? Oh, my God. Josh Allen, Ooh. his first year and his second year, was in a bad neighborhood. There was no Stephon Diggs. There right. wasn't even a Gabriel Davis, if y'all want to talk about him like a dog. Dawson Knox wasn't balling like that. Josh Allen, his first two years in the league, was in a bad neighborhood. Sean McDermott is a defensive coach, a great coach, but a great defensive, defensive coach. coach. Right. The, the teams that went to the playoffs last year, the final four, offensive-minded coaches. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, uh, Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, McVay offensive-minded coaches. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Josh Allen in that bad neighborhood and saying, oh, you just as good as that kid at the good school. I get it. You weren't valedictorian. That's an award. I get it. You weren't salutatorian. That's an award. But that doesn't mean you're not smarter than the kid that won valedictorian at that other joint. 
So what I'm saying is, can we assess that Josh Allen was in a bad neighborhood for the first two years of his five years in the league and say, you know what? Even though Patrick Mahomes won MVP in 2019, Josh Allen didn't have no talent to win MVP. No, assess I, the kid in no, a bad school. I, I won't even go that far. The Bills are not a dysfunctional organization. You know, who was in a bad or, you know who was in a bad neighborhood? Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was yeah. in a bad neighborhood. Are the Bills any less dysfunctional than the Bengals? Remember, Andy Reid. They're not now. Not now. They're not but now. remember, Joy, not, you got to go back to so, the history of it. No, I know. I'll, You're I'll skipping you some there. history. Wait, wait. I'll I'm go not, with you the, there. Bills, the Bills are not a dysfunctional organization. The Bengals yeah. weren't either. The Bills. What are you? The what? Bengals made people share jack, jock straps. You couldn't take Gatorade on the Bengals organization. You, you, you had to drink you, out of the hose. You, you are not comparing the Bengals organization to the Bills. Here's why: the Bills did not go to the playoffs from 2000 to 2016. Seven, it was 16, 15, 16, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's crazy. a 16-year playoff drought. Yeah. The, you was there. Yeah, they had a whole the Bengals as the dysfunctional <laughs> as they may have Sweating. been, and I don't want to get distracted. But as dysfunctional as the Bengals may have been, Andy Dalton now, was in the playoffs every year with all so, that dysfunction. So for, you. you you helped them out because they couldn't help name none of the other weapons for one. I named so you helped, you helped them out. What are you talking about? Wait, number two, number two, number two, real what? quick. Oh, no. so I wait, gave, oh, so okay. when I look at both, so if I tell you the offensive players that Andy Reid has drafted, right, you won't even believe it. Travis Kelsey drafted there. Patrick Mahomes drafted there. Tyreek Hill drafted there. Yes. LaShawn McCoy drafted there. Donovan McNabb drafted there. Deshaun Jackson drafted there. Macklin drafted there. That's what he does. He gets offense. When we were there, we were like the head. We, we, we set so many records on offense in 2012, 11, 12, right? You know the team that outdid us, that beat our records? The Chiefs. Chiefs. So what I'm saying is he puts them teams together. All them players, that's Andy Reid. With the exception of Stephon. Josh Allen doesn't have none of that. With the exception of Stephon Diggs, all of the important pieces of that roster were drafted. It's a huge exception, obviously. What, what, what pieces? Hold, How? Hold. How the Gabriel hell Davis, are the Dawson the Knox, are the Devin Bills? Singletary? Let me ask you this then: How the hell are the what, Bills? Why are you pace? looking at me like that's not? They not the, they not the Chiefs. I'll say this: This year, the Chiefs' offense won't be the same. And I it's know that. still going to be good Joy, because of number I, I need 15. To hear this question. You, I need to hear How this question. the hell are the Bills a Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl favorites with this poverty lineup that you guys claim exists in Buffalo? I don't think it's a party lineup wait. now. Yes. You By think Okay, well then he sure as hell isn't that good because they have a better roster than Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. which would by default, if we're following the line of thinking that you guys are presenting, would make Patrick Mahomes the better quarterback because he's so playing he's, with less. Wait, 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 Patrick Mahomes is playing with a lesser team right now. Thank you, we solved it. We found our way out of the rabbit hole. You said the Bills have a good offense, correct? Yes. So if you look at the offense group they have there, you think they're top three? Office collectively? No. In terms of talent? Yeah. No. Uh, maybe top oh. ten. Maybe. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I get what okay, you're so saying. So, so, I'm so how are they this. Super Bowl contenders? With this nonsense team, that they're trotting out that Josh Allen is elevated. They draft Josh Allen and nobody else. Yeah, bro, I mean, think about think about. They don't this. have any weapons on the defensive side yeah, of the ball. That's all they draft. No, no, let me do it. Edmonds. There's two sides of the ball. Oliver. This is all their first rounders. Oliver, Edmonds. Oliver, yep. Tredavious White. Okay. All defensive guys. Yeah. Can y'all right. even name some of the, 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 the top first-round draft picks they got for, for, uh, for offense? He's made a good he's Sean made McDermott, a good he goes his defense. He has made when I was there, I said, Coach, I said, Coach, point. what are we trying to do here? Are we rebuilding? Because we're only getting defense. Listen. Andy Reid, he'll get that offense. Hey, Stephon Diggs got them. They, they used a first-round pick on Stephon Diggs. It's not a guy they drafted. It's really disrespectful. It's the to top five receiver that's on their offense because of a first round pick. Well, we'll yeah. see. Wait, okay. Wait, okay. It's really disrespectful to, to have this conversation in general because, in one way or another, it's putting two incredible talents who are both great. And in reality, if you think they Josh Allen is better great. than Patrick Mahomes, it's nothing more than your preference. But I don't like the idea that Patrick Mahomes is. All of the accomplishments that he has done are somehow less than all of the accomplishments that Josh Allen hasn't done in an organization that you're trying to paint as the Cleveland Browns or the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that's not it's that. not yeah, that's the case. That's no, the not that. reality. That's not true. Those aren't that. I don't, I'm not. Both I'm great. not Josh both Allen great. is not overcoming they're, 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 they're anything both great. in Buffalo. That one has a little bit more help. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but you're, taking, saying. That, you're taking that help and then somehow flipping it. But here's my so thing. Josh Allen is wait, wait, so much let, better let, than Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith looked good for Andy Reid. Come on. I think I think Josh Allen actually did overcome a lot in Buffalo. Here's why. 
Remember what Patrick Mahomes went into. The Chiefs traded up to get Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid had taken the Chiefs to the playoffs three of the previous four years. So Patrick Mahomes walked into a ready-made situation. When Josh Allen showed up, the Bills had been to the playoffs once in the previous 18 We were weak. Totality. We were you weak. You had been there. We're not good. So Josh Allen did walk into, Joy, it may not have been a dysfunctional franchise, but it was a winningless franchise. Patrick Mahomes walked into a franchise that had been in the playoffs three of the previous four years and was 12 and, and four. And, the and year no one's denying that. But what I'm saying is, at some point or another, if you're the top student in the top school and the numbers, the, the, the counting, right, your grades, are that high every single year, that has to also account for something. That has to matter. They are peers. We are measured by what we accomplish in competitive spaces. And Josh Allen is not overcoming anything this year. They have a great roster. They would not be favored to win the Super Bowl if it was just his talent. Because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. They were better by all accounts because that's how you do it. You go through the playoffs and then you make it to the Super Bowl. So the Bengals were the best team in the AFC last year. And I'm not going to argue about who played better in what game in the last 13 seconds. They were in the Super Bowl and those two teams were not. So the Bengals were the best team in the AFC last year. Nobody had them going to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. Joe Burrow was the reason why that happens. Okay? I don't agree with that either. Like, <laughs> All right. I, like I, I just, I like, just want to point like, out. What part of that Bengals roster is They played week six. Coming up, that Prescott is not playing. But we still got a lot to say oh, about him. Because somebody else in the NFC East is playing. And Jerry Jones had his eyes on Jalen Hurts. Wait till you hear what Jerry Jones had to say about the Eagles quarterback that might have Dak Prescott worried. That's uh, next. I hope he can be real about it. That's what I hope. Welcome back, family. Now, defending AFC champion Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they are struggling right now. 0-2 record and got beat by a backup quarterback for the Cowboys. Joe Burrow's getting roasted on social media, and he had to respond, hey, Joe, speak up. I know you're not big on social media, but how much of the, the reaction to the 0-2 start have you felt, seen? Well, what's great is I don't have Twitter or Instagram right now, so I've seen none of it. We, uh, we're focused on what's going on in there. I'm sure it's not a very good reaction. Um, God, he looks defeated. Dave, I got to go to you first. You've known Joe Burrow or known of Joe Burrow since the Ohio State days. You would follow him more than anybody. How did that clip make you feel, big dog? Doesn't make me feel any type of way. He, he did this before this happened. Joe deleted his social during training camp last year coming off the injury. LeBron does it when the playoffs start every year. Like, players get off of social. Good Don't he him. look just a little depressed, though? Like I, least... I mean, he. I hope he is. He's the quarterback of a team that started 0-2 with Super Bowl aspirations. Like, good for him. If he was up here feeling great about it, I'd be concerned. You got a burner account, though, Shady? <laughs> Oh, he's not no. a big social media guy. Yeah, like, he really, like, he's he not. Doesn't, he doesn't post a lot. Like, he's not very active on Playoffs last year, though, remember, he was posting the fits, the walk yeah. every he, day. He was right. a little more active right. during the playoffs last year, but... So is he a fair weather social media user? Like he's just not he a big social. He's not like a constant social media. That's fair. Guy. Even if that's even it's if not that's, surprising to me at all. No. That he deleted them. Even if that's true, that's probably good. The best like, way to be. Yeah, I, I like you want to dive into that toxicity? I know I wouldn't. Get out of here. That's he looks real. like a vet though. The way he handled himself. I like that. I tried to dive into that toxicity. It's hard to make it out. Okay, we got to move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles look great Monday night. They dominated the Vikings dominated. in the link. Shady, I already said they dominated. So. <laughs> anyway, Jalen Hurts, 333 total yards, three total touchdowns. But here is what wowed me. Cowboys owner, not Eagles owner, Cowboys oh. owner Jerry Jones. He said this, Jalen Hurts really evolved as better than we, as better than he came out than we might have thought. Yeah. I can't read right now. They're doing a good job with him up there, and they're going to be all we can Handle. Yeah, Jerry. You know what? I can't read. Jerry just messed up that quote. That didn't even read well, Jerry. That's on you. That's <laughs> you know what he was trying to say. He was trying to say. Yeah, Jerry. Well, first off, here's what blew my mind, Shady. Why is the Cowboys owner complimenting the Eagles quarterback when that wasn't the question he was asked, and they don't play the Eagles this weekend? It got me thinking, Dave, and I'm like, wait a second. Maybe Jerry Jones is a little envious of Jalen Hurts. Maybe he's a little envious of the Eagles having Jalen Hurts. Jerry Jones has Dak Prescott. But Jerry hasn't seen Dak Prescott win a playoff game in three and a half years. Mm. Jerry paid Dak Prescott $75 million last year. Dak made the playoffs. Eagles paid Jalen Hurts $600,000 last year. Jalen made the playoffs. Mm. They both made the playoffs, and they both got bounced. 
Even in Dak Prescott's playoff win, he had one touchdown, one interception, 226 yards, and that was in 2018. So I think that Jerry was looking at Jalen with a little bit of lust in his eyes. Like, you know what? Maybe I should step out. I'm not going to go that far. But I think he was looking at Jalen with a little lust in his eyes. I would go as far as to say what Jerry Jones can that Jalen Hurts may have caught up to Dak Prescott. I would go as far as to say what Jerry Jones can't, that Jalen Hurts is doing and has done what Jerry Jones wishes Dak Prescott were currently doing, leading his teams to victories, doing what his team needs to get, to, to get done to win. Jalen Hurts, week one, 17 rushes, 90 yards, when they couldn't get it done through the air as much as he wanted on the first two drives of the game. Okay, last game, the Minnesota Vikings are not going to let you pass the ball, so Jalen Hurts, you're only going to run in 11 times, and you're going to air it out for 300-plus yards. I would go as far as to say that Jalen Hurts has caught up to Dak Prescott. Dave, you're grunting. Yep. So I take it you do not agree. Has Jalen caught up to Dak? It's not a matter of agreeing or disagreeing. Like, there's no factual, there's no argument based in rationality for this. They, they, nothing at all. Zero. And honestly, if Jerry Jones is jealous of anything about Jalen Hurts, it's his salary. I'll give him that. Like, Jerry Jones is like, damn, the Eagles have put a nice team together paying their quarterback 600000 because the Eagles are proactive and credit to them. They have built a team around a cheap quarterback the biggest failing of the Cowboys last decade is that they couldn't capitalize on Dak's cap hit. Mm -hmm. If Jerry Jones is jealous of anything, it's that. He damn sure does not think that Jalen Hurts can sniff Dak Prescott as a football player, as a quarterback. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, you just want me to read yeah. it? Like, I'll, I'll read it if you want me to say it. Um, Dak threw, yeah. Dak threw nice. more touchdowns last year than Jalen Hurts has ever thrown. Dak threw for more yards in 2019 than Jalen Hurts has thrown in three years of his career. Dak has been to the playoffs three times and won a game. Jalen Hurts has been to the playoff one time, and when the fourth quarter of that game started, it was 31 to nothing. I would hate to be on this show the day after that Dak Prescott got run off the field in the playoffs the way Jalen Hurts did last year. Oh, I got to come in. Off the jump field. In, jump, 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 he would do a two-hour show on the Cowboys being terrible if they had gotten run off the field in the playoffs last year the way the Eagles did. They, no, I, I'm not done. Oh, go no, ahead. I'm not oh, done. Oh, okay. Don't unload the whole clip, though, because I'm shooting back. 17 game-winning drives. Jalen Hurts has two. Head-to-head -head record. Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott have gone against each other twice. Jalen Hurts is 0-2 with a minus 20 differential. They've lost by 20 both times Jalen has played that. Yeah, saves you all right? I mean, I hope go, you go, save please, some please, rebut. You, you have nothing, so I'm not afraid. In the playoffs, you have nothing. Jalen Hurts lost to the greatest of all time, right? That's right. Tom Brady. And, and Dak Prescott lost to the person Jimmy G, who I've been told <laughs> for the last three weeks of this show ain't all that good. So Jalen lost to the greatest ever, and Dak lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll start there. Secondarily, I am sure uh -huh. that Jerry Jones is envious of Jalen Hurts' running ability because Dak don't run no more. Right. I don't know if Dak can run anymore, but he don't run no but more since he messed up the ankle. I am sure That's right. Talk to him. that Jerry Jones is envious of the fact that Jalen Hurts is the only one, when you talk about Jalen and Dak Prescott, to have 300 yards rushing, 11 carries, and over 50 yards, and two touchdowns. Dak's never done that. Ball so in. you want to read all these things that Dak Prescott's done that Jalen Hurts hasn't done by yes. record of Dak Prescott yes. being in the league for a lot longer. I do. I can talk about the and present. And what year is he? He's in what, three, year three? Year three. Okay, and Dak's in what, year seven? Yeah. One and more he, playoff win. Right, right. For all them years, Come one on. more playoff win. And $100 million, right? Joy, Come on. Joy, you want to help him? Jalen Hurts, you help Jalen him? Hurts I'm ready to go. Lose. Lose. I'm ready to go. You want to help? Jalen Hurts didn't lose to Tom Brady. He lost to a Bucks defense that didn't let him score a point until the fourth quarter of a playoff game, just for whatever that's worth. That mm -hmm. same Bucks defense held Dak Prescott to three points and got him hurt. <laughs> Joy, go ahead. All right. First of all, Dak is hurt, right? He's not playing right now mm -hmm. for us to do this year's comparison of Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. So let's just do last year's. Let's, for that. You want okay? to do that, Joy? That. that sounds fun. You already He's a listed, better player this year. You already year. listed all the numbers. Also... America, maybe you weren't watching yesterday, but I'm old enough to remember yesterday's show when <laughs> I was the only one who said that Jalen Hurts is ready to be the franchise quarterback for the Eagles. I was the only one who said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I was the only one who said, I am sold on Jalen Hurts. Me. Uno, let, one, me. You Joy. Joy Taylor is the only one who said that unequivocally. Old enough to remember that show. And I'm old enough to remember both of you bringing up exactly what Dave just said 
in that playoff game, and that's why you don't think that the Eagles, and particularly Howie Rosen, not finished, not finished, not finished, not finished, not finished. I reclaim my time. <laughs> Both of you said that that is a part of the reason why the Eagles are not completely sold. That Jalen Hurts has not developed a pocket presence yet. This is not dump on Jalen Hurts day, because I, again, Love Jalen Hurts, and I think he is capable of being a starting quarterback in this league, and I think he's the future of the Eagles. He's having an amazing season. But Dak Prescott has accomplished more. He has been paid more because of those accomplishments, and he's hurt right now, so he can't rebut any of this on the field. So I'm going to look at what he did last year when Jalen Hurts was playing. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have the opportunity to play Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, and what happened? Two L's. Big time else. So to say that he's like, caught up to Dak Prescott else. means you must believe he is a franchise quarterback because whatever you think of Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and he's been paid as such. So then you must believe that Jalen Hurts is the franchise quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Two different franchises, uh, yeah, two different standards. And, and go I, ahead, I don't go by the money because so what's the standard? everybody the standard? is paid now, so I don't go by the money, right? So, so Jared Goff got paid, right? He did. Okay, anyway. So let's just talk Jared about Goff this. played in the Super Bowl. That's why he got paid. Carson yeah, he was, he was really, really good. Real quick, let's just talk about the straight football, right? So Jalen Hurts, he's younger. So, of course, Dak got paid more. Of course, he has more wins and more games. He's played more. This year right here is, is all about experience. The more games Jalen Hurts gets, he's going to do better and better. The so, pot, the so pool, he's got to get better and better the, to reach Dak so Prescott's every, every player gets better and better the yeah. more games they play. This is third season. So, real, real quick, Jerry Jones seen what we seen. Right? Mm -hmm. So as he's watching the Eagles play, he's watching Jalen Hurts take the ball out, go score, throw a, throw a 60, 70 yard deep bomb. He's seen what we seen. Mm -hmm. So that, that let him know that, man, I wish my quarterback can do that. Man, my, my quarterback's making out hundreds of millions of dollars. He can't do that. What did he but see the, that you do that oh, 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 oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This young kid can do that. Mm -hmm. So my thing is this I, I love to talk about potential. A lot of teams, they, they draft pairs, they pay guys on potential. And I see bigger potential. And Jalen Hurts, they're not doing Dak Prescott. I'm not a big Dak but Prescott neither, guy. But neither of you are sold on him being the franchise keep, quarterback. I, I, no, I said not, that. not yet. You said, said you said 80%, Shady. Listen, first you of all, you no, no. have to be honest on the show. I have to. But, I can't see, lie. The, the, the I thing, can't lie. I'm playing real football here. I, I'm not to say, oh, you know, he's a starter quarterback. Give him, give him everything. No, it takes time. He's a young quarterback. It's his third year. What do you think I made my first All-Pro year? Third year? My third year. It takes time. My second year, I was balling. But I wasn't the guy yet. This year he's going to be the guy. That's fine. And, we're, and Dallas, we're struggling to have wait, a guy. When do they play each other? Uh, two, three weeks. And who will win that game? Six. Six. Who will win that game? Yes. Six. And we have, and Jerry anticipates Dak will be back. Will we get to find? So we get to see. I, I, I hope so, I mean, but I don't know. know. Who do you think going to win though? And I'm Brother, not going to say that three weeks ahead of time. You know who will win? I think the Eagles are going to. win. We all think the Eagles are going to win. The last time. I got to get the break. No, come on. I can keep going. Joy Dave, do it with me. Ridiculous. Staying in the NFL, no one has taken home Terry Bradshaw's money just yet so fox bet super six is upping the ante increasing the jackpot am i reading that right to one million dollars download the free to play super six app and enter your six picks in the nfl sunday challenge contest for a chance of the jackpot fox bet super six is giving away six and a half million dollars to eighty thousand winners so you do not miss out you better be eighty thousand and one don't miss out we can't do the topic again, though, aren't you? We should, because I got more on that. They got smoked again. They got smoked again. There have been some great things in the NFL through week two, but it can't be all positive. So let's look at the biggest disappointments, and there are a lot of them. Bengals haven't been great. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, we thought they were great. Not so much. The Arizona Cardinals, I get it, just snuck a victory out there, but ah, you could have been a little bit better. And the Raiders, yikes. So when I think about biggest disappointments, J.D., I'm coming to you first. Okay. Who has been the biggest disappointment after week two? I'm going to go with the team that I told you guys won't make the playoffs. <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's sad, man. They have more turnovers than touchdowns this year, yeah. right? The offseason, they address the line. Oh, we can't block nobody. Let's put all this money to the offensive line. They do that. They still can't block nobody. If you look at the wide receiver core they have, right? T. Higgins, East. Tyler Boyd, and Tyler Boyd, Pittsburgh guy. And I, I want to say this. Jamar Chase is probably the best. He's top three in the league, in my opinion. It's a dog. And y'all can't win with this group? Zero. The quarterbacks they lost to, you won't believe it. <laughs> Stillers. I don't even want to say his name because I really want Kenny Pickett to play. But Trubisky, and who's the last one? Cooper Callis, Rush. Dallas. Cooper so you lose these type of guys? Like, come on, are we serious? No real true starters. I mean, Trubisky's really a backup, for real, for yeah, real. Yeah, And the Cooper Rush is a backup. Like, 
that's a big disappointment. So I can't believe it. I got to co-sign that very quickly. I'll put a button on it before I go to you, Joy. I think you can't overstate how disappointing the Bengals have been. You're in the Super Bowl last year. Joe Burrow, you're only going to get better. You're not going to have a sophomore slump because you're in your third year. Zach Taylor, we know you've gotten past your slumping stages of 2-14 and because you're now in your fourth year as a head coach. The Cowboys literally weren't without their left, were without their left guard, still without Michael Gallup, had Cooper Rush, and you lose to Dallas, and Dallas didn't even think they could beat you, let alone did y'all think y'all could lose. I think that is crazy disappointing. But, Joy, you you have a different answer. Who's your biggest? Player? I agree that the Bengals are disappointing, and Joe's been sacked more than any other quarterback in the league so far. So all those offensive line problems have not been solved. But I got to go with the Broncos. The Broncos obviously mm. had huge expectations. We were talking about them constantly throughout the offseason. You bring in Russell Wilson, that's going to up the situation even more. There's a lot of hype around them, and they have been extremely disappointed. They rank number one in penalties. So. To add to all the, the struggles that Nathaniel Hackett has had to start off the season, that's a very big deal. They're 32nd in red zone touchdown percentage this year, 24th in scoring offense. And that's the side of the ball that we expected to vastly improve from last year. They were tied for 23rd last season with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. So the Broncos have been wildly disappointing to me. Very disappointing. But you know what, Joy? As ugly as it might have been, the Broncos managed to get a win against they the did. Houston Texans. Okay. You know who didn't? <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. A tie. A tie against the team that we all think is going to fight for a top three pick. And then they follow that up by getting boat raced by Jacksonville. Like, not, they didn't lose. They got their asses kicked. They didn't mm. score 24 to nothing. And I, my dumb ass is sitting here. <laughs> I thought the Colts had the potential to be the number one overall seed. Not because of how good they are, but because of how weak that division is. Just like the Titans. The Titans were the one seed last year. We argue about the Bills and the Chiefs. It was Tennessee. I thought the Colts could be the same team. They look garbage. Like, they do not look like a playoff team at all, let alone the number one overall seed. Let me ask you all this. Um, You're most disappointed in the Broncos. We are most disappointed in the Bengals. You're most disappointed in the Colts. Joy, I'm going to come to you first. Of all the teams the three teams we're most disappointed in, who's most likely to get it fixed? Bengals, Broncos, Colts. I'm going to go with the Broncos very reluctantly because we have seen what's happening with the Bengals happen to other teams after going to a Super Bowl. I didn't expect the Bengals to have the same season as they did last year. My reasoning was they're not going to sneak up on anybody. Everyone knows that the Bengals are for real. Last year, they kind of were able to – there's something to it. Like, when you take the Bengals seriously when they come in town if you come off of a Super Bowl. And they've really been struggling, and the offensive line is very, very concerning. With the Bengals, we've talked about this already today – or with the Broncos, I'm sorry, we've talked about this. The playbook and Russ getting comfortable with the players around him, Nathaniel Hackett kind of settling down as a first-time head coach, I do think those are things that can be fixed as the season goes on. The offensive line being wide open in Cincinnati, I don't think can be fixed. Dave, where do you answer? I'm not betting against my guy, Joe Shiesty. I mean, I'm obviously (laughs) biased, but he'll he'll figure it out. You think he's more likely to figure it out than Russ? (sighs) (laughs) No, I'm just a homer. That's all. (laughs) That's all. I appreciate your honesty. Bengals, they won't make the playoffs, like I said earlier. Anyway, I'm going to go with um, Russ. I think Russ is great. Like, come on. This is what he does. So, I feel like he'll eventually he'll start cooking again, getting his old spices back. It's a little hot sauce. <laughs> go back to the basics. He'll be cooking. Shirtly. They don't have a bad defense either, so. No. They come don't. on, Russ. Bring it home, baby. Get it together. Shady believes in you. Dave, well, he's just a homer. At least he's honest. <laughs> Coming up, Mike Evans. Y'all remember Mike Evans this past weekend? That's right. Throwing what I would call a cheap shot. Free but I Mike guess Evans, I went baby. to private school, so I don't know about fighting. Anyway, the NFL upheld his suspension, and we got a lot to say about that. Should Mike Evans have been suspended? Did he win the fight with that look on his face? He always wins. I don't know. Yes. See? <laughs> Let's head to Tampa because in the breaking NFL news of the day, Mike Evans' one-game suspension officially upheld. He will miss the huge Sunday matchup against the Green Bay Packers. Remember, last week, ejected for his altercation in what many call a brawl. You could just call it a small tussle. Anyway, uh, Shady, I'm coming to you first because I know how passionate you are about... What's it say? Can we take it? I don't, I don't know how well that's going to show up. You yeah, might have to take it. Well, look, you if you can't see it, free Mike Evans, baby. Free my dog, man. Come on now. So, um, Shady, you think that Mike Evans shouldn't have been suspended? Come on. It's football. We're gladiators, right? You can't tell us to turn it on, to turn it back off. They always fight. The last time we fought um, Lattimore, they didn't get suspended for it. So, why are we trying to do something different? It ain't like nobody took their helmets off and they were slinging it at people or it hurt somebody. It was a little scuffle, a little push here and there. That's a, that this, was a little push? Real, real quick, 
if Dave keeps pissing me off about the Eagles and Cowboys, yeah. I'm gonna push him. That's right. And you better have my back. I got you. I ain't suspended. So, I'm saying is like, like, let's take it easy. I mean, like, can Fox the, suspend him for that? <laughs> like, how's that work? Like, it, it, it was the um, the game in the Palace with our, our test yep. and all them Mouse, guys. Mouse Mouse the like, come on, that was crazy. This was nothing. It's the NFL. So should where do you draw the line then, Shady? Where do you draw the line? If, if, if you're gonna let a six-five, two hundred. 40-pound receiver, go smack a six-foot, 200-pound DB uh, after the whistle. First, where do you draw the line? Well, first of all, you got to watch his mouth, all right? When you, when, you, when, you, when you talk trash and you put your hand in Wasn't the face. Wasn't it Tom Brady who crazy. called Marshawn Lattimore and said, hey, you Sit, were... He, he, that's right. He the GOAT. He don't, it don't matter. Ain't that right, uh, okay. Joy? So, look, so not suspend him, but take money from him. We hate to get fined, right? I never got fined. I got fined one time, and then um, Runyon, the Eagles... Yep, John uh, Runyon. Yeah, I had to you know, holler at him. I got some money, took him up. Give him back. But you don't want to mess with your money. Runyon so, paid you for the fine? Well, no, I had a fine. He helped me out. He looked out for me. You know what I mean? Oh, you ever pay him back? That's nice. He took it out. Don't worry about that, Shady. <laughs> but listen, if you take the money from the players, they hate that. Don't, don't suspend them for a game. You got fans out there. That's a, Mike Evan fans out there that want to see him play. Fantasy holders. Fan, yeah, you play yeah. fantasy? Yeah. I play fantasy. He's on my fantasy team. Please let the guy play. <laughs> That's really why you're mad about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Mike Evans, baby. You see it now. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with the suspension only because, and, and I have no problem with what he did. What he did, first of all, I would have done the same thing, and yeah. I don't think it was a cheap shot. I don't know how you cheap shot someone in the chest. Right. And you're not going to be in a fight anywhere, really, a real fight where it's a fair one, and it certainly isn't going to be a fair one on a football field when everyone is already fighting. I think the reason why he got suspended is because he came back from the sideline. Mm. Had he been already in all of that and then pushed him the way he did, I don't think he would have gotten suspended. Maybe he would have been fined, but I don't think it would have been a suspension because he was already in it. I think him running back from the sideline is what caused the suspension. And we know, obviously, after everything that happened with Miles Garrett, the NFL is much more sensitive to fights, even though everybody got helmets on that protect yeah. you from full head-on collisions. So a, a fist is not going to do anything. So these aren't, like, real fights. I am okay with the suspension because he ran back. I understand why the NFL is doing it. But, so Mike, you, I'd have done the same thing. You have more of an issue with him running back onto the field than you do him hitting the player who didn't see him looking with more than a I don't know. Day. How do you not see someone hit you in the chest? How do you not see someone hit you in the chest? Right. We're never going to come together on this someone one someone hit you point. in the chest? For, right. There's so many layers to that Tell that I'm not going to get into. Tell him. I wouldn't have an issue with him not being suspended. I don't have an issue with him being suspended because I know how the NFL is doing the suspensions now. So I, would, I should say I'm not surprised that they didn't overturn the suspension. Again, it sucks that Mike Evans is going to be out for a game. He's a very important player outside of fantasy points. He's a very important player to this team and a great player. And it sucks that he's going to be suspended for a game. But he had to do what he had to do. It's Tom Brady. That's what he said. I mean, he, I he said it's Tom Brady. Had what you want in. me to get do? In. Get in, Dave. Tom, like, as if Tom Brady needs anybody's help getting protected by the refs or by the league. Are you absolutely kidding me? That is weak. Look, it, what, what Lattimore, Fournette, and Brady were doing is football. That happens. Running from the sideline to the field, I'm not even going to call it a cheap shot. Whatever. You, you don't have to call it a cheap shot. Running 25 yards and, ooh, definitely a coincidence that you picked out the guy that you hate who you've gotten in a fight with, like, two or three other times. Like, no way. And, and that's the point of this, too. Like, if this was a one-time deal, I doubt Mike Evans gets suspended. This happens every time the Saints play the Bucks, right. And so the, the league's making examples saying, hey, we don't want to have to worry about this every time y'all play. You play twice a year, by the way. That's, that's what I think it is as well. They want to set the tone for it. So I, but I do have to say... Somebody had to do something. Because here's what would have happened if nobody did anything in this situation. If nobody shoved Lattimore. The conversation the next day would have been, oh, what's going on in Tampa Bay? Brady's teammates must be mad. He's out on Wednesdays. Must be mad he missed those games. They're not sticking up for him anymore. Nobody's sticking up for the quarterback. Ooh, what's going on in Tampa Bay? Here's why I disagree. Let's go, back, let's go back to the Super Bowl. Dave, you might have to correct me because you know this player I'm going to bring up. Let's go back to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, you were there. Tom Brady cussing out Ty Matthew. Ty yeah. Matthew yelling back as they're going to the locker room. Yeah. To me, that was a more heated encounter 
a real visceral because it lasted for a while. That was a more heated encounter than that encounter. And nobody came in trying to protect Tom. It was just Tom cussing out a DB, DB cussing back, and they both eventually going to go their yeah. separate ways. Right. Nobody was coming to Tom's rescue, and nobody questioned the lack of defense for Tom because we know Tom can kind of stand up for himself. It was the Super Bowl, and it never got physical. Yeah, but it, it was just basically like... It was his words. It was his words. Yeah. That was all it was. And they celebrated. He threw the ball to AB. He celebrated. Tom came over there, which he always does, and celebrates with the guys. Matthew thought it was a little disrespectful. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, yo, you know, something, something, something. And then Brady was like, what? Run the clip. Some, some, some. Run the clip because yeah, Joy man. brings up a good point. It never got physical. I can't say the words. But, but I, don't, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. That's competing, though. That's competing. I don't view this. Can we run the clip? Um, I don't view this as being so, like, excessively physical, Joy. Like, one, one, one Marshawn Lattimore push it for net. Like, I don't uh, view that as, uh, I don't view that as being physical. No. You know what I'm saying? That, like, to happens, me, that's that happens 20 times a game why, all over the league. Why do other guys didn't get suspended? See, that's my thing. If Mike was fighting the other guys, too, and they were fighting Mike, they should got suspended, too. No, because Mike here's my, ran Mike, the Mike field to me instigated the height of it's the fight. The, we're, we're, not, we're also not going back far Boom. enough. What we need to see. We what need we to go back what a little bit further. Because missing? it was between Brady and Lattimore first, and then Fournette came over. We're not going back far enough in the tape. I got to wash their mouth, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, wait, have you ever gotten a fight yes. at, at practice? College. Not in, oh, pros. Pros. No, I didn't get a fight in pro. Who am I fight? I'm saying, like, camp or anything? He, no, watched, uh, he watched Dez and Malcolm Jenkins get Everybody, everybody gets into these, like, little fights. Little push hair, little push hair. Ain't, it's, that's nothing. But he, he got pads on. Here, here's where it gets cheap, though, big dog. That's like, a, that's like a tackle, for real. No, where it gets cheap for me is Mike, Marshawn Lattimore didn't even have the opportunity to rebut him. Because as soon as Mike Evans jumped on Marshawn, then the refs got to, the refs got to blowing it up. I'm done if y'all are going Free to, if y'all going to engage with me, Joy and Shady, that yo all is fair in a brawl, it's all a fair fight. Then to some degree, let them fight. But you can't let Mike Evans get a cheap shot in and then blow the whistle and be like, well, you know, everything goes because everything didn't go. That's where I'm like, if I'm Lattimore, nah, Look, big dog. Shady, yes, you know, there's certain things. Once you say it, it's on. Thank you. Period. So, and I just Brady said, said it. I just said, no, no, no. watch your mouth. As soon as you say something, uh -huh. and listen, Marshall Lattimore, he could say what he wants to say. Like, he's a grown man. Right. Right? And this is a heated situation. He could say what he wants to say. But there are fighting words. And Brady that said once one. You, okay. And I'm sure Lattimore Ooh, did as well. Yeah. Oh, and Brady said one. That's right. He said something. His boy's riding out. You heard what he said? You heard what he but said, to Mike? your point, to your it. point about he didn't Mike, have, a, saying, he didn't have a chance. It. He didn't have a chance to fight back. Well, you done already said the fighting words. Whatever happened after that is on you. Joy, they scaring me, Joy. <laughs> we better get a fight. No other, none of this. No, no other uh, uh, TV show. We're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Just none of, none of this happens if Mike, Mike Evans, Evans and Marshawn Lattimore don't already hate each other. Joy got my back. Or if Mike Evans doesn't run onto the field. No, no, no. no. And, and that's, that's a different matter entirely. But what I'm saying is, like, if it had been any other player... Mike Evans, he might have run over there and gotten involved, but he ain't going to shove him the no, way that he shoves a guy that he's got yeah, history I don't with. disagree with that, and I think that's why the NFL... And that's why it happened. And, like, that's... Yeah. I don't have a strong opinion about it. Like, if, if they hadn't suspended him, because you know he's getting fined either way. No, I have a strong opinion. If they hadn't have suspended him, I wouldn't have cared, but I definitely don't care that he did get suspended. Here's my thing is, Dave, if you are on a football field and a grown man comes running at you who is 6'5", 240 pounds, and hits you while you are looking maybe he's with half 40. a second in advance... <laughs> And he doesn't get suspended, that's a problem. But don't you, let this another isn't, man this cheat isn't the supermarket. You get hit by that man sometimes. You are on a During football the field. Though. During the whistle. Like, we got to But if you don't want some... those problems, then don't get involved in this back and forth. He called a Look what Lattimore did to Fournette. My what are you talking one. about? Why are you worried about how big somebody is on the field? What are you talking about? You should expect this. I, I, I can't one. be involved in a situation like this. Says I'm bad at Bobby. Come get him. <laughs> and be crying about it afterwards. Oh, my God. Oh, we are never reaching a conclusion on this no, one. Well, we got, we got to transition because coming up, superstars in the NBA, LeBron James, Chris Paul, they use their platforms among, along with others to speak out about the controversial NBA owner. Now he has to step down. I'll have my final thoughts on what's going on in Phoenix. That is next. Speed.
It's time for my final thought. Robert Sarver, owner of the Phoenix Suns, has announced he's going to sell the team. Now, I fervently believe in the quote that justice won't be served until those that are unaffected are as outraged as those that are affected. So kudos to the courageous individuals that were affected but spoke out, and also the NBA players. LeBron James, who said there's no place for sexism, misogyny, racism. Chris Paul, who also said, I go, my heart goes out to all the women that were affected. Shout out to the players for using their platforms and getting someone who never should have owned a team out the league. We'll see you next time. That's it for us.